Hello, people near, far, and all the way around God's beautiful world. This is Jackson Price, worship leader at Hope Church, and you're listening to the Bad Apples Podcast. Yo, 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 you know what time it is. It is time for another episode of the Bad Apples Podcast. You know, we got our coffee. Yep. We got our mics. Yep. We got some good content. Yes. It is cold and rainy outside. Yes, this it is, is. This is your favorite kind of weather, isn't it? Well, not rainy. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, by the way, Garrett Laval, that's the voice that you that's, hear. That's right. I know you thought that was Cody uh, <laughs> with a little less uh, little less twang. But, yeah, a uh, little less twang. A little less twang. But you're starting to become more north. Yeah, I am. And, and I'm starting to become more whatever you are, west. Yeah. Well, not west. East. No. East, west. Appalachian. Appalachian. Bro. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. So, man, this coffee. Mad Priest Coffee out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, I've had them before on the last episode, and this is what we're having today. So cups up in the air. Oh, we're yeah. gonna take a sip. It's it's good. I mean, like, yeah. You told me it was a good dark roast coffee. It's so smooth for a dark roast coffee. Yep. Um, dark Night of the Soul. Here's why we're having the same coffee that I had in the last episode. Because I bought this is called Dark Night of the Soul. Dark Night of the Soul because it's supposed to cure that. Oh, you know okay. All right. I was <laughs> they're, like, they're uh, trying to, they're trying to like, bless your cup. Okay, okay, <laughs> and your All soul right. at the same time. Hey, whatever um, works. That's some. That's some. That's some really smart marketing. <laughs> yeah, man, they got some marketing. Like you guys need to check them out. Um, they're they're very interesting, but. Uh, they're like they're doing a lot of stuff like for causes, like they're mm. uh, bringing awareness to uh, the drug war in Vietnam, which is like, or I think it was maybe Mexico. Maybe I got that wrong, but um, like like I bought their um, their Vietnam roast, like the bean from Vietnam, and like the single origin stuff, and it was phenomenal. Probably uh, t- up there top single origin coffee that I've ever had. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I mean it's it was really good, and I've never had uh, single origin from Vietnam. So it was okay. just. Um, I don't know that I've ever had Vietnam coffee. Either. Yeah, and they actually, uh, I told them, you know, how much I love their product, the Dark Night of the Soul that I tried, and they were like, "Hey, you should try Vietnam if you like Dark Night of the Soul, hmm. even though it's like a medium, medium to dark." Um, man, super good. It's got like some plum notes to it, you know. I know you, uh, you, you don't know because you haven't tried it because I accidentally, well, I wouldn't say accidentally, but I accidentally made the coffee. Um, I made Ridiculous. all of the beans before the podcast. So actually yesterday was the last bit of the beans. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I needed that for the podcast. And I, what were you thinking? You know, yeah. being selfish. That was, that I was, was being, all. I was being selfish. Hey, this is actually this is super good coffee. I knew you'd like, love it. Like, yeah, I knew uh, you'd love it. The more I drink it, the more I like it. And the more I, I drink it, the more I think, crap, I'm never going to sleep tonight. So yeah, like it's, you're not, uh, no, it's, this but is it. so while you're awake, you're going to be thinking of me. Oh gosh! (laughs) And the Bad Apples podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. All of the bad apples out there that are listening to the voice of Garrett Laval. Oh man, and it's going to be so exciting. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I know that we're not supposed to do this, but are you going to keep that intro, or did you want to go back and do it again? No, man. We're going that. Hey, we're going to keep it. Oh, look at that, guys! Look at that! Look at that! We're going to. I absolutely. I I loved hearing your voice on the intro. And I know the people out there are going to say, hey, this is new. Who's this guy talking? And they're oh. like, oh, it's Garrett Lavalt again. Third time's a charm, by the well, way. Yeah, um, that was almost that was kind of a half joke, um, like jumping into it. But uh, I thought about impersonating you. <laughs> okay. But then I thought, man, people right might now, not right know here, the I want you, I want to hear your impersonation of me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we got the coffee <laughs> in the mugs. You know what time it is. It's time for the Bad Apples podcast. Do I do it with that much like and flair? You know, oh, you you know what we we're sipping on today. It's some Mad Priest, Mad Priest coffee. You know, brought to you by the the good folks in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I tell you what, like this has been, this coffee is life changing. And so I don't know wherever you're at, wherever you're at, and I hope you're you're pouring yourself your own good cup of coffee. And we're going to sit down and have a good conversation. <laughs> good conversation. Dude, that was great. I know. I, I thought I, I thought you were going to definitely go redneck, though. No, you're I not thought, a redneck. <laughs> I thought you were going to go way more twang. 
you kind of went rapper with it. Well, I know you're a rapper, or yeah. like a you know a little bit of a twang rapper, a twang so, rapper. Yeah. I like like Cowboy Troy. Yeah, remember sure. him? No, I don't. <laughs> Listen to that stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you remember Big and Rich? Yeah, he was the guy that always rapped with them. Oh, uh, okay, the, all right. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't really like country music. I really don't like country music that pretends to be pop music. I, um, I hate country music that pretends to be pop music. Yep. I like country music, but it has to be literal, like, backwoods, redneck country music. Like, there's a guy I listen to right now called Tyler Childers. Okay. He's great. He's from Appalachia. Oh, okay. You know? All right. Uh, he's And he was like, so he was, uh, when, I, when I lived in West Virginia, he was going to a lot of these, like, small town bars and playing shows okay and everybody was like you guys need to hear this tyler childers kid and i'm like yeah i don't really like country music because in my mind at the time country music was just luke bryan or yep you know somebody terrible yep oh jeez <laughs> you know they yeah, just lost a bunch of listeners <laughs> well <laughs> then they shouldn't have been listening yeah, anyway, oh man oh man <laughs> um but, but then he like blew up and like got really big and now i'm like oh man this guy was from like Right outside of West Virginia, from Kentucky, mm. um, and done a lot. Of, he's got a lot of his songs mentioned West Virginia, which is super mm. cool. That's you know? cool. Uh, but anyway, how how did we get on country music? Oh, yeah, well, we talked about. Uh, we're talking about scary things today, aren't we? Because yeah, so we're talking, yeah, it's talking about country music. <laughs> we're talking about Luke Bryan. That is terrifying. Luke oh Bryan. man, no, I I only listen to country music when it's the summer and okay. we're heading to the pool. Okay, like yeah, because. Like the pools aren't nice enough that you want to listen to beach music. Mm. It's like, yeah, this is a giant bathtub. <laughs> Let's turn on some Alan Jackson. Like, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't hey, really. I love Alan Jackson. Though. It's not summer though until you hear the Redneck Yacht Club. You know, I, and I and I know it's not Alan Jackson, but you know, I don't know who it is. But uh, I understand what you you're know, saying. Yeah, or some Kenny Chesney sitting in the pool. I'm picking up you know, what you're putting down here. That kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's our pool. That's our pool sitting music. All right. Um. So yeah, I, I'm feeling it. Right. You can't be from <laughs> Illinois sitting in a oversized bathtub, you know, <laughs> and not be listening to you know. I agree. Margaritaville. I agree. So, dude. So, how you been? I've been good. I've I actually I've been really good. This is this is my favorite time of year because yeah, like the seasons change. Summer, I love summer. Right. But man, by the time we get to the end of summer, I'm I'm tired of summer. Same. Um and uh and so like now things get a little bit slower mm-hmm. and then you know I, I get to go to Colorado every year in the in the fall. It's amazing. And so um yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. I my my first time I've ever been to Buena Vista, and so oh, I've been wow. going to Colorado Springs. Okay, and I like Colorado Springs; it's awesome. But uh, Buena Vista is really close to; it's like right on the Continental Divide, and so like we yeah. drove we drove up to the Continental Divide at about uh, twelve thousand five hundred feet above sea level. And man, first off, like I've been at that elevation, but I've never driven to that elevation. Right. I've always had to work really hard to get to that elevation. So driving up there right. and just posting up, I was like. This is incredible. That's and so awesome. uh, it wasn't as exhausting, uh, but the views were still super rewarding. And, and I, I love it. Like, so that's like my October always starts with that. Yeah. And then from there, it's like, you know, pumpkin patches with the kids. They, yes. they love it. The The weather only gets better mm-hmm. and uh, you get to fire up the, the solo stove and sit outside. That's and, right, man. You know, I, I love it. Absolutely love it. It's, it, it's an amazing time of year. Yep. For yep. sure. If I could take now, I love my job, so don't misunderstand this. But if I could take the entire month of October off, yeah, and just enjoy every Dude, weekend, absolutely, I'd do it, absolutely, because it's it's so hard for me to be motivated to do anything but like, yeah, want to be outside and yeah, and, and it's cuddle season too. So sure, sure. <laughs> if you're if you're into that sort of thing, yeah, Paula you know. loves it, man. Oh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> 
like, okay. And it's big guy season, too. Yeah, so that is true. It's I, like, man. I get to bust out the flannel. Yeah. Like, I'm not punished for being overweight. Like, right. You know, <laughs> when it's 90 <laughs> degrees outside, it's like, oh, man, I should lose some weight. Exactly. It's uh, like, I don't have to worry about a summer body. Like, I, like this is, I'm preparing for fall here. When it's 45 degrees and everybody else is shivering, and I'm like, yeah, this is it. This exactly. is This is like. Exactly. This is the time. I just yeah. need a beanie. Like, it's you know. like this is hibernation season. Like I, I told Dustin today, actually, I'm like, man, I, you know, things are slowing down. Um, you know, it's hibernation season for a big bear. So, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. about ready to go into just the, the mode of I'm just chilling in the house. So let's let's hang out. Let's get together. So yeah. um, I always identify as a bear anyway. No, it's not that. really, you know, it's not really got me out of work or anything yet, but you know, <laughs> the way things are going, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> maybe it will. Oh, there you go. You made, yeah, you made that, <laughs> made that work, made that work. That's so, awesome, man. So no. you've been good. So we have to take a moment and plug oh, your man. incredible wife. She so is awesome. Lay, she, lay the groundwork okay. here. So here's the thing. My wife, her name is Emily. She's pretty cool. Uh, Emily loves to write and she has loved to write for Ever. As yeah. long as she's been able to pick up a pen and pencil, like that she's loved to write. Awesome. And so um she's written books in the past and like short stories and that kind of stuff. Uh but then like a couple years ago, um, she's like, Hey, what if, what if I actually like tried to write a book and sell a book? And I was like, Do it. And so she dove into like Kindle Direct Publishing. Yeah. She took a class on it, how to do it, how to manage it well. Um, and so she has written written and like published three books yes. in the last 12 months. That's awesome. Which is insane. She's a stay-at-home mom and like our girls are not like um they they're great uh, but they want your attention. Right. So it's like she's had to fight for that time. It's been a lot of her free time uh, that she's been able to to put into these books and I don't so know how she, she does it. She just dropped her last or like her most recent one um uh, a week ago. Yeah, Friday Thursday so, or Friday or yeah, something like that. Yeah, and that one that one honestly like um, since I, I get to see behind the scenes, it's the one that's taken the longest and it's yeah. been the most like difficult for her to write because wow. she, she'll write it and then she'll be like, I don't really like the way that worked. And then she'll go back and change something, change wow. something. So the finished product here, it took a long time to get to because she just kept tweaking and moving things. And so, that's awesome. um, but yeah, so newest one is out there. If you go to Amazon and search Emily Laval, you'll find all three of her books. Yes, you um, will. There's uh, like persuaded. Um, and then it's, oh shoot. Um, come on, bad, Garrett. Bad. Well, the newest one's angered. Angered. Yeah. Uh, it's persuaded. I think it's endangered. Is it endangered? Is I thought it, it was persuaded. Well, the persuade is the first one. Oh <laughs> yeah. I knew that one. <laughs> we're not doing a good job here. Uh, <laughs> Emily, we're sorry. I, I think it's endangered. Okay. The problem is I see all the covers, like all the covers that she's, she's working on. Right. Right. I've seen them. And so like. There's nothing that's, that's, yeah. So I don't have manipulated. A Dang, manipulated, man. Come on. Endangered's the next one, I think. I don't. Oh, man, you just like dropped a spoiler. Yeah, my bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Oh man, I hope she doesn't listen to that. And, that's like, all. Well, hopefully, she later. does listen to the podcast. Well, I hope she listens to the podcast, but like, uh, I don't get in trouble for that. Can you edit that out? And post? <laughs> Maybe. Be like, uh, what if I put like a beep, like a censored beep, <laughs> or, or just cut cut out that section and just like you know, um, people are like, what happened? You know, throw some elevator music in there. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, here's the three books. Throw a sponsored ad in there. Sorry, babe. They really are good books. Uh, the first book was like I liked it. it. I don't read that genre of book, right? Uh, and so. Like first book I read it and I was like, all right, like if I liked these books, I would like this. Yeah. The second book, as somebody who doesn't read those books, like I really liked it. That's like awesome. I was like, I would read this on my own. Uh, it was it was really good. Like and the the first book, I knew kind of what was gonna happen. Like, yeah. um, just because I was I was involved in some of the conversations heading into it. A second book, I wasn't, and I said I want to be surprised. And that's incredible. I was. I didn't. I didn't expect it to go the way it did and then um the most recent book i haven't finished it yet but what i've read of it has been super good too like the the, the way she's setting it up is it's going to be a, another one of those it's the longest one so Man, that's incredible yeah if you're looking for a good fall read yeah angered that's the one she's actually she's working on a christmas book too I oh hope that, man i hope she gets it done um oh so 
Yeah. We're supposed to be kind of talking about Halloween, but now you mentioned Christmas. I know. Uh, if I wish that people could, like, you need to do a video <laughs> version of this I so know. that, like, people can see your life. <laughs> but, like, he, if, you, if you were sitting with me in Cody's living room, you would see <laughs> a box with a Christmas tree in it. It's the saddest <laughs> looking Christmas tree ever. He ordered it off Amazon. Yeah, shouldn't have. And uh, I'm really kind of depressed to be about a it. Seven foot tree. I don't. I don't um, think it. Well, you know, they're in big letters on the side. It says "Made in China." Oh yeah. Well, maybe that's the maybe that's, that's the issue. I don't think so because if you buy one from like ours was made in yeah. China. I like to pretend like I'm buying American. You're not. I'm not not at if all. It's a, the only Christmas trees you're buying that are made in America <laughs> are, are, are the ones that come out of the ground. Right. Like you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, guys. I don't know. I bought this Christmas tree. It's supposed to be up by Friday. And no chance. And I'm just like, I'm looking at this little measly box. I have a ring doorbell. So I watched the guy deliver it. And I'm looking at like, as he's carrying it, I'm like, (laughs) oh God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully that's box one of four. (laughs) There's there's no way that this is the Christmas tree I ordered online. But you know what? My, my, uh, my friend, Jeremy, uh, my landlord, he, uh, he told me, he's like, well, the first mistake you made is ordering online. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I've never ordered a Christmas tree online. But I had this deal, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is an awesome deal for this." What I thought was a huge Christmas tree, according to the pictures that I saw online of people posting, like, "Oh, this is a beautiful tree," and I'm like, "Sweet, let's." Well, it's probably seven foot tall, but it's it's definitely not very big. Yeah, you have the skinny tree. It's going to be depressing. Yeah, I like a big fat tree. Yeah, because I'm a big fat guy. Well, I understand the wanting the the big fat tree. We can't yeah. have a big fat tree at our house because we don't have big fat room. Um, so we have to. We have. We have a tall, like medium build tree. Okay. Um, I got it at Lowe's. Uh, I think a couple of years ago. I love that tree, and what's fun is it's got like different light settings. Now, oh man. We are we are white lights only. Like when we're yeah. when we're looking at. It, Me I mean, too. like we're we're purists that way. Me too. But there's a little button that you can hit, and it goes multicolor. And then it like chases and that. Girls love it. Like wow. so, um, yeah. It now. Now I feel like I'm a regular on the show at this point. I'm getting super excited right now because I've been here. This is my third time. Third time. Yeah, the and most so, of anybody. Yeah, I know. Right? You know. Um. So, but if you're if you're just getting to know me, I have three or I have two little girls. Woo! Do not have three kids. Um, oh, did you I just have, manifest it? No, no, I did not. <laughs> I have two little girls. One is three. One is two. That's where the three came from. Uh. Um. And so when I talk about my girls, that's who I'm talking about. So, uh, but we are not to Christmas. We need to quit talking about Christmas. We're yeah. talking about Halloween. Yeah, we're, we're doing talking Halloween, about spooky season, Halloween edition. Yep. Um, I have a, but I have the Christmas countdown on my on my board at school. I just told you we're talking about Halloween. Yeah, I can't help it, man. I'm yeah. just, I'm, I've got Christmas in my veins. <clears throat> or maybe it's just the little Debbie Christmas cake. Just I'm turn sure. around, look outside your window. You'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> So very true. It's an autumn wonderland. Are you a are you a scary movies guy? Okay, so um yes and no. Um I don't I really hate like the demon, the demon yeah. stuff, the conjuring, the Annabelles and the paranormal activities. Like nope. I remember going to um the first paranormal activity. With my friends. This was when like all the reviews were coming in and it was like, oh, people are having like heart attacks yes. and they're terrified of it. And so my friend, Chris, if you ever listen to this, Chris, shout out to Chris. He was absolutely terrified of scary movies, but he would go because he knew that it was a, like a spectacle for everyone else to watch him get scared. I mean, he's the type of guy who would like scream and throw his popcorn and like just be terrified and like have to talk through the movie because he's like absolutely you know um so we went to paranormal activity and there uh, did you watch it have you watched no. it okay so no there's I, a there's I a part movies. and i you know i'm thinking um this was this was kind of before you you didn't get a lot of exorcism movies you didn't get a really like a, it wasn't overdone like it is now mm-hmm. so we went to this movie and i just thought it was going to be you know paranormal activity i thought it was going to be a ghost and there was a scene and it was like right when the stuff first started happening, there was like this massive growl in the house. And I'm like, I look at my friend. I'm like, dude, 
That's a demon. <laughs> it's like, this isn't a ghost uh, movie. Nope. This isn't Casper. Nope. This, this is Satan, okay? And Mm-mm. as the as the movie went on, it for sure was like a demonic possession type of thing with the house. And I'm like, there's no, I do not like this stuff. So that stuff really scares me. Maybe because it's just, it, you know, it's a little bit to the effect of like, I know Hollywood really overdoes it, but like, man, you know. That stuff's way too uh, real for me and um, for other people as well, but whatever. But like, um, yeah, so for me, a scary movie would be an old school, like I love the old school, like universal monster movies, like Frankenstein, mm. Wolfman. Wolfman's okay. one of my favorite movies. Um, I, I, I love werewolves for some reason. Like I just love the creature feature. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. But so, yeah, I mean, that's where I go with scary movies. Like it's got to be the old school, like vampire, werewolf. I got you. Stuff like that. Like the whole like and everything is satanic these days. Yeah, it's all like something's possessed. Right. Someone's possessed. Right. There's, you know, it's not like you don't you don't get a lot of slasher films anymore. No, you sure Um, don't. And so it's like, you know, and I was never I liked Michael Myers, like the first Halloween. Um, To me, that was. And I liked it even more when I watched um, the movies that made us. Okay. They done, they done Halloween and they showed just how little went into making that movie. And to see what it is now and to see what little went into it just makes it like, man, mm. this is incredible. Like you yeah. had nothing and you, <laughs> you made this incredible franchise. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I didn't like, I didn't really like any other Halloween movie, but. Yeah, my mom. My mom watched Halloween when, she, like, she was a kid in yeah. theaters, like as a teenager or whatever, and it scared the bejesus out of her. So, like, yeah, yeah, she she talked about that movie like you know freaked the crap out of her, and so uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I I hate scary movies. Like, I don't like scary movies at all. <laughs> like, not even a little bit. My favorite scary movie. Uh, and it's not a scary movie, but it's it's intense and it's Casper. creepy. No, it is. Uh, it's Shutter Island. Oh uh, yeah, so it's like psychological. Yeah, and, and yeah. but and it's like when he's running through the the mental institution at night and it's yeah. raining and it's dark and he's like striking the match or doing whatever with the with the the I don't remember what he's doing to yeah. create the fire. It's matches because he it I remember burns that out thing. and the Vaguely. dude's like right next to him like nope. Nope, that freaks me out. But man, the the movie itself is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's enough little little creepy things. Yeah, in there uh, DiCaprio, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of the right movie. There. It's it's actually my favorite Leo movie. I I, th- I think I feel like we have talked about this in some setting. If if we were if I were gonna rank them, where I think that he's the best, like the ones that I've I've seen, I've not seen all of his movies. Yeah. But um, I love Shutter Island. I think it's fantastic. I man. think he's he's at his best there. Right. And then um. I think that he is also. Um, I, I like the Revenant. I thought Revenant That's my was favorite. good. Yeah. But I think that I honestly, I I really believe that um, the other guy, uh, the guy Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy was a better actor in that movie. Like oh, if you like, oh, absolutely. his character was fantastic. It was oh, it, he and, he's just and he he's sold unbelievable. It. He sold it yeah. so well. Yeah, uh, and then so like, I think he was, but he was good in Revenant. But then uh, like. I I love his character in Django. Oh, like, for sure. Oh yeah. my goodness. I, that's the movie I was thinking. I I didn't know you were going to go there, but that's the movie I think of when I go when I think of Leo uh, DiCaprio as as Revenant, um Django and um oh gosh. The Departed, he's good in The, the Departed. The, the Departed. That's the one that yep. I love I love that movie. Um and he he's really good in um <laughs> It's a newer movie um what was that called? Don't look up. Okay, I didn't watch Don't Look Up. It was really like it was different, it, but he was really good. Like he, he, he looked crazy. like he's the good good guy though. He was the that, good guy. Yeah, yeah, he was a good guy. Um, so I like I like it though when he's just like on the edge of like it, he's he might be good, but he might also be bad, right? Like, or he's a hundred percent bad. Like yeah. in Django. Like oh, when yeah. he breaks that glass and he's got his real blood coming out of yes. his hands and he holds it together. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's like, a man, that's a good one. And yeah. he um he was also really good. I didn't love the movie, and I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino guy. 
and I didn't love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but he was really good in that movie. I didn't watch that one. Yeah, it looked stupid. So yeah, I didn't it was watch it. it was really it was three hours long, really yep. hard to get through. Nope. And I'm going into it thinking, oh man, Leo, Brad Pitt, Quentin Tarantino, this is going to be incredible. I mean, I know it like I think it won some awards, but I didn't love it. No, it was some, just yeah, it was some boring. of the Tarantino stuff. Like I really, I mean, I think Django's his best movie. Oh man. Like really, yeah. I I do like, and I've seen some of his other ones. Janko's like, good, and it's, Pulp Fiction's good. But, oh, I love you Pulp know, Fiction. But like, yeah, it. I think Django, as far as like a story that just holds you yeah. the whole movie, it's incredible, like, and doesn't have that spot where you're like, why is this freaking? Like, you know, yeah. like the Inglorious Bastards. I wanted to love that movie. Oh man, I love that movie. But there's too many slow spots in it. It's yeah. good. But there's like just too many like <laughs> spots where you're like Brad hated. Pitt though, man. Brad, Brad Pitt's, Pitt's incredible. Like, but Brad Pitt, best movie that he's ever done? What do you think? What's the <laughs> um, right answer? I don't know. There's the right answer. It's Fight Club. Oh, like, well, I mean, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was gonna say Meet Joe Black just to throw everybody off. Oh, I've not seen Meet Joe Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's it that's an interesting one. That one that one came out back in the day when you had uh two VHSs to watch because mm, it was so long. So long. So, um, yeah, so I don't, you know, that's not really scary movies, but. But we talked about movies. We need to, we need to sit you down and let you watch a scary movie then. Dude, no, I don't, I don't (laughs) watch scary movies. If you had to pick like a famous scary movie to watch, what would, like, what would it be? A famous scary movie to watch? Yeah, like, like one everybody talks about, like, I don't know. Dude. Freddy Krueger? No. I can't watch Freddy Krueger. No, because he's scary, man. He gets you when you sleep. Yeah, how can you sleep? Like, how can you not sleep? And that's like you don't know if you're in a dream or not. That's terrifying. I don't know. Like, there's there's really not one. Like, okay, so scary things. Like the the scary thing I like to listen to, and it's not really even that scary. It's spooky, but they're fun. Yeah, uh, especially if you listen to them at night, mm-hmm. um, like on a drive home through the country. Ooh. Are the I told you about it earlier, but Camp yeah, Monsters. Did. Okay, Camp Monsters on like REI Camp Monster oh, podcast. Man. Yeah, so good. Like. The the guy who does it, I would he, love that. He sells it so well. He uh, the writing and the voice acting with it are it's it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. And so like um and and they're spooky enough. Like Emily is a chicken too, and so we don't we don't watch any scary movies. That's like, good, man. Like we uh you know um now she's a bigger chicken than I am. She won't finish uh, Stranger Things, but uh, oh, um, so you watch Stranger Things though? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've that, watched most of Stranger. Things. That's kind of scary. No, I would. I mean, I think is. it's scarier than Halloween. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like especially the last episode with the Vecna. I've not gotten there. Oh shoot! Not I don't. Know what, I don't even know what that means. So, like, are you I've, serious? No, I don't. Like, you have to watch it now. <laughs> Let's, we're gonna we're gonna watch <laughs> it on the podcast. No. <laughs> what no. season are you on? I I've I think I've finished season three. Okay. Um. All right. I think I've finished season three. Cause or oh, I'm man. in season three. It's like Billy. Billy's uh, like possessed by the whatever. Oh man! You know? I'm so like I'm so jealous of you right now. Cause I would love to be able to not have watched season four and season five and be able to go into that again for the first time ever. Yeah, it's that good. Okay, I'm I'm telling you, like, drop what I'm doing, go watch it. All right. I mean, yeah, like, and I and I say this, and it may not be the best thing you've ever watched, but for me, it's the best show I've ever watched. Like it took the place of Sons, wow. of Sons of Anarchy for me, Breaking Bad, um, all of those. It took the place of those because mm. I was just so invested. See, Breaking Bad is one of those like I watched all of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and at the beginning, it's like I understand Walter White and I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, and they do such a good job of just deteriorating his character yes. to where he's yes he's evil at the he end. He is absolutely evil. Like um, it's. So I'm actually going back through it right now. You were I mean, you were a good man doing a bad thing for a good purpose. Yeah. You are a bad man doing a bad thing for bad things. He was an antihero like, who was it was justified. Or I mean, yeah. I guess as much as you can be, like as a man, you can justify yeah. it. But then it's like, dude, why did you do that? No, wait a minute. Why did you do that? No, wait a minute, dude. You're you're evil. Mm-hmm. Like there's just this mm-hmm. is this, an inherent evil that's already been in you. Yeah, you're a bad just, guy now. Yeah. Yep. You're the bad guy. Yep. Um, what a classic um character development though oh it's so good yeah and that yeah so it's hard for me to imagine something's going to be able to like like take the place of that it's it's uh, hard it's hard but I, I don't know man this the the like the um 
the throwbacks and the nostalgia that hit me with um, Stranger Things, like I know I wasn't like around during that time, but just like I remembered like the malls and mm-hmm. the and the stuff that like they they're doing, and it's like man, this is just and everything is so well done. Yeah, like they like they didn't leave anything unturned. Like they just. Um, I I'll have to finish it then. Yeah, I'm season just... season the new the newest season is absolutely unbelievable. Well, I know that I know that it gets scarier. The last season's the scariest, is what I've been told. Yeah, it's, I said season four and five. I think it I think it just was four. So five is coming up, and I think five is the final. I think final. I think it's done. I think it's done. done. No, there's one more. What? Yeah, there's one there more. There is. Yeah, after the one that came out this summer, there's one more they're doing in 2024. I think. Yeah. The kids are going to be like adults at that point. I know. I know. There's supposedly supposed to be a time jump. But they've, okay. I think they've already started filming it. I thought that this was it. I thought that this Dude, was a series they, finale. They like... built it like it was it. But then they, then like I, I thought this entire, I was watching it during the summer when it came out. I'm in my mind, I'm thinking this is it. But then at the end, I'm like, wait a minute. It can't end this way. Yeah. And then they're like posting on Instagram, like, oh, season five, season five. I'm like, wait a minute. There's another one. No. So I got super excited again. I didn't know that. I thought that it, I thought it was toast after this. Yeah, so. man. But yeah. anyway, so you want to talk about scary stuff. Talk about fear. Yeah, man. You know. I'm talking about fear. You're, you know, you're scared of scary movies. So, okay, let me ask you this. We're talking about fear. We're talking about Halloween. Um, are, first of all, are you a trick-or-treat guy or are you a, like anti-Halloween? Well, okay. I'm not anti-Halloween. I'm pro-fun. <laughs> Thank you. Anything that's fun. (laughs) So we're not going to be possessed by going out and trick or treat. No, 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 no. I, I, I trick or, I I did the trick or treat thing. I I grew up in the country. So we only like growing up, I only went to houses that I knew. Like we went to grandma's, we went to aunts and uncles. We went to like, we did the tour. Like there was no run around the neighborhood and do your trick or treating. When I got into like later junior high, I did mm-hmm. that with my buddies, and that was a blast. Like oh, we yeah. ran around town and did that. Did you throw um, toilet paper in trees? Yes. Okay, I was just wondering if that, that was, was something I did like from junior high all the way into college. Like, yeah, throwing toilet paper in trees, man. I used to love the night after Halloween or the morning after Halloween, going to school and seeing every tree. You just don't see that anymore. You don't ever, never. No, it's probably illegal nowadays. Oh, it, it was illegal then days. Oh, but well. uh, I mean, like. Uh, <laughs> There was one time, man, like, so once, once we started, once I learned how cheap toilet paper was, yeah, it was dangerous. It was bad. Cause like we did one of my friend's houses with 150 rolls of toilet paper. Oh my. We, dude, in 2020, you would have been a monster. Oh, dude. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. It was so fun. Uh, but like, there was another one, man. Like we, we, uh, we, we were TP in this house and, uh, we figured out that like we could stand on the other side of the street because <laughs> it was so windy. There was this wind that was coming across the cornfield. Yep. You just loft it yep. and just let it carry into their trees. It was awesome. And like, oh, wow. And there was another time where we were teepeeing a house uh, <laughs> and, and like we, we were doing it and then we saw the cop drive by. So we hid. Yeah. And so, the cop just kind of drove by and did his thing. He didn't. He didn't think like he was like, "Oh, the house has already been teepee." After he left, we did some more. Well, then he comes back by and it's like, "Oh, wait a minute! There's like the this situation so has happy. changed." And so then he gets his spotlight out. He's cruising by this house. We're hiding behind the pool and the spot, like the police spotlight is hitting the stuff. Man, That's after awesome. after like he drove by, that's the fastest I ever ran. I was getting out of there quick. That's we awesome. Bolting to my buddy's house. But. Oh man! Yeah, for the record, so fun. Uh, mom, if you're listening, I never uh, TP'd anybody or threw oh. eggs. Oh, I never did that. We didn't want to like actually damage property. Oh, man. Eggs yeah. were popular. Uh, to- mm-hmm. Toilet paper is just toilet paper. Yeah, but like eggs, yeah, you people, actually got to wash that. Yeah, off. people want like, like people did that. That was really popular. No, no, no. I'm not not about that. But what we did do this is one of my favorites. This is actually maybe my favorite to- toilet paper story. Mm-hmm. So I had a buddy. Uh, his name's Tim. Tim was getting ready to leave for basic training. Yeah, and so that night he spent the or like the the weekend before or whatever. He spent the night at my house. We had a party for him, and like you know, so like all of the, all of his buddies were over, and we yeah. hung out at my house the most, like or my parents' house, because it was out in the country, big yeah. house, lots of room. 
you know, we just, so we hung out and uh, we waited till Tim fell asleep. And after Tim fell asleep, we drove to his parents' house oh and TP'd his house. On just a regular night? On, it wasn't on, even Halloween? No, it was just a normal night, man. Like, That's awesome. You know, like, uh, that was our destructive habit. But uh, <laughs> some kids do drugs. We, we do toilet paper. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So it gets better. So the next morning, like, we, uh, we are you all right? <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, but uh, the next morning, we get up and Tim gets a phone call from his mom. He's like, Hey, somebody TP'd our house. <laughs> and we're like, We're keeping it together. And Tim's grandparents from, from Alabama are there visiting. And, uh, um, she goes, Somebody TP'd our house. We need you to come home. And can you come home and do breakfast with grandma and grandpa? And, and, uh, and then you know, help us clean up, and and then his mom's like, if you get if you get your friends that are over at Garrett's house to come too, they can have biscuits and gravy. Oh my and, god! If they help us clean up, oh, what so, a win. Yeah. <laughs> we, we threw the toilet paper. We went home the next morning. We went back, cleaned it up, and got free biscuits and gravy out of it. Dude, so, toilet paper got you free biscuits oh, and gravy. And Tim knew he knew the whole time. Oh, like he's like, so he hung up with his mom. He goes. You freaking jackweeds. Like, <laughs> like you know, you TP my house while I'm at, like, I'm over here. Because he, there's nobody else who's going to do it. It right. was us. Right. 100% going to be us. So That is incredible. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a good time. I, you know, I'm so happy. Like, that just makes me, like, my heart, just like the nostalgia of toilet paper oh, and man. Halloween. So and, fun. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. So um, now that we know that you're pro trick-or-treat, Pro trick or treat. Pro fun. Pro fun. Pro like, TP. Pro TP. Yeah. Like like people that do haunted houses. I, I I understand the appeal. That's more fun than a scary movie to me. Like doing yeah, haunted for houses. Sure. Now some haunted houses are are uh, a little too much. Yeah, you, you can go too far. But like um, there is a haunted hayride in Springfield. It's Carter Carter Brothers. It's actually Sherman. Okay, it's a blast because yeah. like you're on a hayride and you know like nobody's gonna. Like stumble into uh, you yeah. or anything like that. It's fun. Those are fun. Yep. So like and it makes you jump, that kind of stuff. There's yeah. a big time uh you know, haunted house in Rochester. Yeah, crew. the boo crew. Yeah. yeah. Every year, man. Kids talk about that. Mm-hmm. Every year. They I've, get hyped. I've never been. And it's scary, but it's it's not like grotesque. Or at least it wasn't yeah. when I went in high school. You don't have to sign a waiver to go through. No. It. No, you don't. <laughs> um but yeah, when like it was, it was the the haunted house to take your girlfriend too. Yeah, you know that's cool. So she's, she's gonna, gonna grab onto you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's gonna hold your hand the whole time. All right. You know. But right. uh, so we're yeah. So we're we're kind of talking along the lines of fear, and and um, we can go a different route with that. And I think for us as men, and I don't want to just um, I don't want to alienate the ladies and say that you know this is something that they don't deal with because you know I'm sure it does. Um. Maybe it comes out in different ways, but just, I guess, talking about from a man's perspective, um, what does it look like to battle the fear of failure? Mm. Um, you know, for me, I think um, that's without a doubt been something that I've battled for years. Mm. And a lot of times I didn't know I was battling it. Yeah, I didn't really know that I had this deep fear of failure. And honestly, a lot of a lot of the mistakes I've made, a lot of the decisions I've made have kind of been rooted in that fear of failure. So I guess how how do we as Christian men look to the gospel uh, to combat the fear of failure? Yeah, I think I mean, you know, to to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, I, I really like. I know that's not unique as like a, a male point of view. Right. I think that though, like what I've what I've seen is that um, men tend to carry that privately. For sure, they don't. They don't do a good job. Without of, a doubt. Of, like so, they will have unrealistic expectations for themselves. Yep. And they will tell nobody about it, and they just live in it. And they're <laughs> like, and it's this like I've, you know. I think that things need to be perfect yep. and I'm going to project that on myself yep. and I'm not going to ask for anybody else's opinion on that. Cause I know what I should be. Yes. Whereas like I've seen like with, with, you know, 
with my wife, like, you know, when she has those expectations for herself, Mm -hmm. like they happen like that fear of failure or whatever it is that drives her to that spot. Right. She doesn't hold it and she talks about it. Right. And so then she's able to get like, whether it's with her friends or with me or whoever, like that she does a good job of like, Hey, I'm feeling this. Is this real? Like, you know, it's important. Um, so yeah, I don't, I definitely don't think it's a unique male thing, but I do think that males are, are, like men are typically just, you know, we get so into our own insecurities that we're yeah. not willing to share it Absolutely with other not. people. And, and that's like, you just can't, can't have that. Cause otherwise you just, you know, you, um, you bottle it in and it's like, it builds like a geyser, mm-hmm. you know, and it just explodes. Oh, for sure. Um, you know? Yeah. And um, then, and then when cracks, that yeah. pressure cracks you and, and then, and then on the back side of it, somebody's like, you know, like, why do you think that about yourself? Exactly. And then, well, well you know, it's, I, I did. And then yeah. you didn't. Why didn't you talk to me about yeah, it? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what, who who told you? Like, right. this was the, the thing. And I guess, I guess, like, it's it's really good that you brought that up because for years, like I said, I I felt like, me personally, I battled this. I had this fear of failure, even even uh, to the point, like, I, 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 I feared failing my dad. I feared mm. disappointing my mom and dad, you know, and it's like stuff like that. That mm. was just an inherent fear that I had. And I didn't ever tell anybody about it. Like when I went through counseling and stuff after everything happened in my life, like here I am. And I'm like, man, I should have been talking to someone all along. Oh yeah. And I guess, so for me, um, the, one of the, one of the bad apples that we carry is rooted in that fear of failure. Oh, for sure. And I want to, if any man is listening and they're, they're having this and they're battling this and they're um, holding this in, I'm telling you, talk about it. Find, sure. like, don't talk about it with this anybody. Like, you got to be careful. Yeah. Um, but find someone that you can really trust and, man, just open up, open up about that because um, it can really, like it can really like branch off and cause you to make all these decisions and these mistakes. And it's like, that's the, that's a rude issue. That's a mm-hmm. hard idol um, that we have. And so um, I guess what let's, let's point somebody, let's, let's point somebody to a scripture. Oh yeah. I was actually just thinking that, I mean, like, you know, when, it, with the, yeah, with that, like talking about it and processing through it, like yeah. the, the, what you need in the face of fear of failure is to be reminded of the truth of who you are and what you can do. And, right. and I think about like, um, you know, when we were talking about fear and, and possible like scriptures we could use there. Yep. Immediately I thought of this, this scripture in, in second Timothy one where Paul is writing to his little brother yes. and he's saying, he's like, Hey, like remember your genuine faith, the faith that, that first filled your grandmother yep. and your mother and I know that same faith continues strong in you. Yeah. And then he says, and this is why I remind you to fan into flame the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So don't be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me, Paul, either, even when I'm in prison for him. And yeah. with the strength that God gives you, be ready to suffer for me for the sake of the good news for the sake of the gospel. So wow. like it's that, it's that reminder of like Paul is saying, Hey, don't just remember that. Like you have a lineage of faith, but also yep. like the spirit of God is dwelling within you and he's yeah. not giving you a spirit of fear to where you can't do the things like you, that, that God's called you to be that you, you can't do things because you're ashamed of the gospel yeah. or you're ashamed of who uh, Paul is, or you're ashamed of, of where you come from. Yep. Like, that stuff's not from God. Yeah. Uh, that fear that you have that you cannot do what God's called you to do, like that's not from God. That's from you. Yep. Or that's from the enemy. Yep. That's that is not this like you've been given a spirit of love, power, and self discipline. And so yeah. like that's what the spirit does within us. And so um, when I think about like that fear of failure, the 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 most important thing. Um, that I've heard it's when people remind me who I am yep. um, and who, who God has, has created me to be. Yep. 
and that so often like the things that like that weigh me down mm-hmm. uh they're either from myself or they're from the enemy or they're even from somebody who doesn't have my best interests at heart absolutely and so um like critical spirits like absolutely a, a critical spirit is not trying to further the kingdom they're trying to further their kingdom amen and and so Ooh, like that's good and so by tearing you down like they're making themselves feel better about yeah. the kingdom they've built uh, rather than like reminding it you of like who you are and like what what God who God has made you to be and what He's called you to be, oh, and so and there and there's like some give and take there too. So the cool thing about that is when you have those people that speak that truth into your life, yep. Like when you start to to um, be relaxed in in what mm-hmm. God has given you, when you quit having the drive, those same people have the permission to say, "Hey, it's you." Are you are you wasting? Exactly. Like, are you fanning into flame the the yeah. what what you know God has given you that that gift that God has given you, and so you have to have like the give and take there. Um, yep. But it's important to remember that like the pressure that I put on myself, it is comes from myself. Absolutely. Or the Absolutely. pressure that 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 others might put on me, like yep. that's not from God. That's, right. That's. That's that's what I was just literally just thinking is the standards and the pressure and the the you know a lot of the goals that we set or I mean goals aren't bad so I'm not saying anything no. against goals but like the the standards that a lot of times that we place on ourselves as men they're not from God no like let's look at the the uh, the standards of a godly man let's look at that and let's follow those and man you know God has set us up for victory. Mm. Um, so I, I think, man, that's yeah, that's incredible that you hit that. And I hope you guys uh, took out a notepad and took some notes on everything he just dropped on you just now. So, um, but yeah, man, like I think that uh, what you said just rings so true. Um, is that those like those standards, the, that pressure that we put on ourselves, that's from us, mm-hmm. and that's where we got to be careful. That's where like set healthy goals. Um, you know, set health, you know, it's okay to press yourself into being better, Yeah, but don't set it up to where you're going to fail. Like, you know, cause we're never going to add up. I mean, in my mind, men, and not, I'm not saying every guy, but a lot of times men are way more insecure than they're going to show. Oh, for sure. Um, and I guess in this journey of vulnerability and weakness, I have found like, you know, I always knew I was kind of insecure, but I didn't know how deep it went. And I didn't know that literally so many decisions I've made, just even just like learning to say no to people, like even that was like this incredible, I never wanted to let anybody down. Yeah. I didn't want to fail in being your friend. So I'm going to tell you yes to everything. So learning, I I was just having a conversation uh, with a friend the other day about learning how to say no. Like it's one of the healthiest things you can do. And it's like, um, if you can't, teach yourself how to say no, you're never going to be, I mean, speaking of mental health, like you're never going to really be able to, to find that peace that you need. Cause like, if you're just spreading yourself thin, putting your fingers in everything, like you can't really grasp on and hold on to, to, you know, something. Yeah. Um, and that for me, I guess speaking personally, that was rooted in an insecurity that was rooted in a fear of failure. Like, I don't want to let you down. I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to make you mad, so I'm just going to do whatever it is to you know uh, to be nice, I guess. But, yeah. Um, and and I hear that like my my bigger problem is not even letting somebody else down. Yeah. Like in the sense that like you know um, like oh man if if I don't do that nobody else will. Sure. It's the the sense of, of pride that comes with getting to be involved oh, with something. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it, it boosts my ego to be asked to do something yeah, else. Absolutely. Um, but again, that's like, that's not healthy. Like that's no. not a, that's not a good place to be serving. From yeah. So you're jumping like, yeah. You know? So you're talking like fear of failure and also like the pride that mm-hmm. even comes into that. Like, man, if I, if I could do one more thing, yep. I can accomplish one more thing. I can add it to not, you know, that's another notch in my accomplishment man belt, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like the more men can do, the yeah. more we can do as men, the, the better we look as a man. Right. It's that idea of like, 
if you can't have an accomplished resume, at yeah. least have a busy one. Like, exactly. You know, like, like, like all of this doesn't, like, it doesn't look really good, but yeah. at least it's on my resume. Right. Yeah. I may not do any of it well, but there's a lot on there. And, <laughs> what do they uh, say? Uh, a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, yeah, the f- the fear of failure. Um, you know, I think that the the real danger there. There's two things. It's it's, and they they both have the same end goal. The mm-hmm. first one is you're afraid to fail, so you don't try, mm-hmm. so you quit before it begins. Absolutely. The other side is you're af- afraid to fail, but you carry it alone. Oh wow! And you become overwhelmed. Yep. And you quit in the end. Yep. Like so, either way, you're not accomplishing what you've set out to be. You're going to fail. The fear of failure is going to project that failure and make it a reality in your life. Whether you're yeah. carrying it alone and you're trying to suffer through whatever you're doing, yeah, uh, with unrealistic expectations, with like crazy high goals, yeah. um, and and just an incredible workload because you feel like a failure to invite somebody else into it. Yep. Um, or yeah, the, the other side is true. It's like, you never get off your couch because right. it's like, this is, I, I can't I don't do wanna, it. I don't want to fail. So I can't I'm going to, yep. I'm going to sit here. I'm, I've been there. Yep. Yeah. I've been there. Um, you know, even, even as a married man, I, there were things about my marriage that I thought, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I'm just going to fail. Mm. So I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah. just not going to, I'm not going to live up to her expectations. So I'm just not going to, I'm not going to be that man she needs because mm. I'm just going to fail at it anyway. And, and, you know, learning that about myself was incredibly um, eye-opening, both good and bad. It's like, yeah. wow, what have I done? Yeah. And also, okay, here's how I'm, be- here, here's how I'm going to be better. Yeah. Uh, so being able to see that vulnerability and being able to learn, like, what, you know, you're, you mentioned that scripture in, in Timothy. Like, um, I'm, I'm huge on the word affirmation right now. And I'm, and the, the reason being is like, I, I, I want to preach the gospel to myself. Like, you know, in times where I'm feeling like there's this, that fear of failure is like creeping back up. It's like, no, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to preach that. I'm going to, I'm going to fan the flame. And mm-hmm. to me, that's how fanning the flame works in my life is just like, I'm going to remind myself who Jesus is. I'm going to point myself to Jesus. Um, if I never preach to anyone else again, I'm going to preach to myself and, 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 and just, um, you know, run to Jesus. And, right. and I love what you said in youth group on Sunday night. Um, you were talking about Bible stories and you were, you know, this, the series, um, was, I wonder when you were, you know, talking about asking questions and, and how that mixes with our faith. And I've loved that series so much. And I've told you this before, and I don't just say it because you're sitting in front of me, but like I get something from your sermons at youth group. And (laughs) like, I'm like, yeah, amen. I'm in the back, like, yes, hallelujah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, you said something and you were talking about like, we can know the Bible stories, but you want to point the students to Jesus. And to me, that is so important because I feel like. A lot of times in life, like we have this, um, we have these problems, we have these issues, and we know so many Bible stories. And I don't want to say this and make it sound like Bible stories don't help us, but what I'm saying is we know a lot of the stories so much that it's almost like we don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And it's almost just like it's just routine and it's just mundane and this is just what we know. But when we can, when we continually run after the person of Jesus. Yep. He is still very much alive. He's still very much uh, in the rescuing business. He's still very much running after the sheep. Um, he's still very much uh, in the business of comforting us. He still, he still wants us to cast our burdens on him. Um, we still very much have community where we can talk to someone in our lives, like a Paul and a Timothy, and mm-hmm. we can, we can, um, we can have that as men, as men who are flawed. I know we don't like to admit that as men who are not as strong as we portray a lot of times. Yeah. We can um, talk to someone, be open about our mistakes and our failures and our hangups and all of that stuff. And we can, um, man, we can, we can combat this fear of failure. Now there, there are other issues, but I just wanted to kind of play in with Halloween and the fear and like oh, what men, what men fear. I know there are other things and we could, we could probably do a whole podcast just on 
men's issues and maybe that's what this is, but you know, um, but yeah, what you said, what you're talking about that Sunday night, it was just, it just, it it hits home with me. It fit well with this to just thinking about it, man, point, point yourself to Jesus, run after Jesus. But like, that's the goal. Like, yeah, Jesus, man, like he's the, he's the fixer of all of it. Right. And, and like having that clarity of, of, and it's again, what Paul's reminding Timothy, what like that message on Sunday night was, was about to, it's just like, yeah, remember who you are and where you come from. Yes. And like, let, let that be the uh, lens that you, you see like what you should be striving for. Yes. Like what you, like what your, your goals, what you were created to accomplish, like, having having that kind of posture yep. changes everything yes um and so being having a clear mind of like what did jesus actually call me to mm. and and how much of this is just bunk you know yeah. the stuff that's like in my head or or from from the people around me yeah and and Man. so and the other thing too is like you know what jesus has called us to is is so um so different from person to person the mission is yeah, always the same but absolutely. the means is different absolutely and so sometimes it, you look at especially like the stories that make the bible they're remarkable stories yeah absolutely. the stories that are unremarkable that are in the bible we don't know them as well because they're not as fun to tell <laughs> right and right. so like um but to to be reminded that like that jesus his call to all of us was to make disciples in his yes. name. And we do that through the, the method of love. Yep. And like, there like, you go. and that looks different from person to person. It but does. if you're, if you're on that path and you're doing that, like the, the word of the gospel will not fail. So yeah. as long as you're preaching Jesus, as long, whether that's with word or with action or love, that's it. Like the fear of failure you're not failing in the mission that you've been called to. Oh man. And so like that, like having that clear, that clear understanding of what the actual goal is, is critical. Um, That's amazing. So I, I, and there's so much you can unpack with even, even that. Um, I think, you know, mentioning Bible stories and while it's just fresh on my mind, like the Bible stories, like we're talking about pointing to Jesus, the Bible stories, I don't think, in my mind, were never meant to stand alone. No, they were meant to work cohesively to point us to Jesus. Yep. Um, and like that's uh, you know, it's just incredible to to know that His Word never fails. He He never fails, and we fail. Yeah, but let's chase after the one who never fails. Right on. Like let's let's rest in the fact that He's the one that He's He's going to accomplish what he's going to accomplish in our lives. And that's the win. Yeah. Like, it's not a, like, it's not us. We, I love what you said. Um, well, now I missed it. Um, created to accomplish. Like you, you said what we were created to accomplish, mm. like what God creates us to accomplish, not what we create to accomplish. Yeah. And I think that's, again, that goes back to what I said earlier, like that we have to differentiate that and understand like, okay, what was I called? to accomplish right what was i created for and um that's going along the lines of what you uh have been talking about with you know just just the series i wonder and kind of going back to talking about god the creator and understanding how big he is Mm -hmm. but also how relational he is yeah is incredible to me it's just it's it it's like you got this God who's so big and he, he's just, like his grace is just so expansive. And it's like he, he but also he's so relational that he meets yeah. with us and we need to rest in that. We need to anchor into that truth, anchor into that. Um, you know, the fact that, Hey, Jesus is the one that never fails, man. Like, yeah, let's, let's point, let's point people to Jesus. Let's point broken men and broken women and broken people to Jesus. Yeah. And that's, that's what I hope I'm doing. Yeah. That's what that's, you're doing for sure. Uh, that's a, that's that's the goal. And and the and one more thought just on the accomplished thing because accomplished can be like I think that God has definitely given us purpose to accomplish, but the, yeah. the real crazy thing about Jesus is like what Jesus is calling us to accomplish is already like 
we're we're really just sharing his accomplishments. Like it's not yeah, it, we're we don't actually have to go out and 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 do the hard work of yeah of redemption. Yes, like that's that Jesus has already done it. Already so done. like so like when we talk about like what God has put before us to accomplish, He's already accomplished through the cross. Our job is just to share the accomplishments of Jesus with others, and we do that best through the lens of love. And so mm. like you may it, preach. What you better preach? Oh, geez, that was it. That was that's all I got. Um, but like, I think that especially as like as a pastor, and, and I mean, you feel that pressure to um, to accomplish for God what He's already done through Jesus, right? And like, if if I just if I just set a good enough example, mm-hmm. or if I'm just there enough, or if I just you know, say the right words or yeah. do the right thing, yeah. like that person will be saved. But really the right thing has already been done. It's already done. And my job is just to proclaim that good news in Man. such a way that someday Jesus might change that person's heart and they might accept the truth of the gospel. Yeah. And so in the meantime, like you you plant the seed, God waters right. it. I can't fail because what what has been done has already been done. Yep. And so like the the gospel can't fail. Um mm. You know, that's not to say that like I can't do a poor job of portraying the gospel. Sure. I can definitely do that. Sure, but it's not on me to save that person uh, because the the work's already been done. So and you and you like you're jumping in now, like to a leadership standpoint, like take that pressure off. Like leaders, take that pressure off. Like you can't save them. Oh, for sure. Like you can do what you're called and created to do. Yep. But you like take that that feeling of having to redeem somebody off of your plate. Cause you can't do it right on. And you're always going to fail at that. Yep. And like, man, Oh, that's, that's good. Garrett Laval, man. Hey man, we need a part two. <laughs> well, Hey, you'll have me back on again. And you know, very, we'll, yeah, we'll, very soon. We'll, we'll pick, we'll pick it back up very so. soon. Yeah. Dude, this is awesome. Yeah, man. Dude, let's, uh, let's hold our cups up one last time. I'm empty. And so. let's, uh, let's uh, toast. I have one little sip left. I got none left. I drank it all. It was delicious. <laughs> so, uh, uh, man, listen, um, yeah. it's always a pleasure having you. Of course, dude. And it's I always mean, fun being on. It, I, I say we catch up on here, but you know, we're so close now that like this is just kind of the official catching up. Like we all like we talk now. Like, yeah. We catch up, but um, it's always good having you on the Bad Apples podcast. Uh, remember, uh, God is good. You are loved. And this is the Bad Apples Podcast. Yeah. Also, Mike Skaggs, Garrett LaVault, don't read self-help books. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the most important thing right there. (laughs) Bye-bye.